This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Let's give Jesus a round of applause this afternoon. He's worthy. He's the one that's worthy. Amen. While you remain standing, it's a great privilege and honor once again for me to be here. Thank you, Apostle Theo, Dr. Bev. And you know, when, when that church uh, burnt down to the ground, um, it was so good to know. We had a lot of people phoning us and praying with us, and Apostle Theo did that. But then uh, financially, you, you contributed, and it wasn't just like a couple of hundred of rands. It was a lot of money. And we want to thank you and all of the CFC family for helping us during that period. Now, just speaking words of, of, of faith into, into us and encouraging us, but also sowing financially, and we will forever be indebted to you. Thank you for your love, your kindness, and your generosity. Can we put our hands together for Apostle Theo, Dr. Bev? Amen. You may be seated this morning. If you have your Bibles, I want you quickly to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And I'm going to read this one verse in different translations just so that you can maybe get a better understanding of what the Apostle Paul is saying. And he says here in Ephesians 3 and verse 20, we're going to use the voice translation. It says, now to the God who can do so many, so many awe-inspiring things, immeasurable things, things greater than we ever could ask or imagine through the power at work in us. I mean, you could just take that one verse and meditate on it, and, 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 and you could live from now till when Jesus comes back again, right? And then there's another translation, the disciples' literal New Testament, and this is how it puts it. It says, now to the one being able to do super abundantly. What kind of, of, of abundantly? Super abundantly beyond all of the things, beyond all of the things which we ask or think according to the power being at work in us. And then let's look at the Passion Translation. It puts it like this. It says, never doubt, never doubt, never doubt. Bump your neighbor and say, I'm not a doubter. I'm a believer. Say it like you have a bit of faith this morning or this afternoon. I'm not a doubter. I am a believer. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in the pastor, uh, uh, the elder, the person that's been born again for 55 and a half years. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. In who? In you. And accomplish all this. We will achieve infinitely more then your greatest request, he will, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. Can I get an amen in this place? He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Hallelujah. Let's look at one more translation. The message, it puts it like this. God can do anything, you know. Huh? God can do anything. Yeah, but pastor, the doctor said, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. 
He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us His Spirit deeply and gently within us. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word today. Declare in this place that you and your word are one. That you said heaven and earth may pass away, but my word will never, ever, never, ever will my word pass away. And I want to thank you that your word, Lord, t- today finds and gains access into every heart. That you said the entrance of my words bring light. And I want to thank you for the light of your word. I want to thank you that you said your word would never return back unto you empty and void. But I thank you that even as it goes today, Lord, into the realm of the spirit, that it'll strike deep into the heart of every person, every man, every woman, every father, every mother, every husband, every person here in this place, that whatever is missing right now, that whatever is out of order, that your word has the power to put back into order. Your word has the power to deliver whatever is needed, the greatest need in every heart today. And everybody said amen and amen. Look at somebody and tell them, no matter what you are facing, no matter what you are facing, there is always more in Jesus. And if there's always more in Jesus, then there's always reason for you and I to advance and never retreat. Can I get a better amen in this place? Look at somebody else and tell them, look at somebody and tell them, no matter what you might be facing, I'm here to tell you there's always more in Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? Now, I don't know, you might be in the, in, in, in the middle of one of the greatest, fiercest battles for your life, for your marriage, for your family, for your finances, for your church, for your ministry, or maybe you, you, you might be up against uh, the greatest of all adversities that you have ever encountered. And maybe you're wondering if you're ever going to get out of this. But I'm here to remind you that no matter how bad and how tragic and how sorrowful all of that may be, and no matter how factual it may be, the truth of the matter is all of that does not define who you are. If you are a child of God, if you've been born again and washed in the blood of Jesus and you have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. In other words, no matter what you are surrounded by, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is, do we have anybody that's in Christ today? If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Hallelujah. And behold, all things have become new. Praise the Lord. That word new simply means to be uh, something unheard of before. It means new in quality or kind. And any person that is in Christ is a new kind of a person, a new breed or species that never existed before. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you that if you are in Christ positionally, you are in a place of added advantage. You have an added edge. You have an added extra because you are in Christ. You are joined in union with Christ. 
And as long as you are in that position, there will always be more. It is the gateway to receiving the abundant blessings, the abundant life that God has for you and for me. And for that reason, there is always more and so much more in Jesus. Look at somebody and tell them, I don't know, he might be talking to you, but there's always more in Jesus. Come on, you better say it like you have a bit of faith. In this place, there's always more. There's always more. There's always more. There's always more in Jesus. Throughout the scriptures, we see the principle of more, and, and sometimes we see that happening in threes. So, for example, when they built the tabernacle of, of Moses, they had the outer court. And in the outer court, of course, there was the brazen altar and the brazen labor, and they did all that they did in the outer court. But that wasn't enough. They then went on into the holy place. Hallelujah. And in the holy place, there was the candlestick. There was the table of showbread and the altar of incense. But it didn't stop there. Hallelujah. There was a veil. And once a year on the day of atonement, the high priest would go beyond the veil and into the holy place where he would encounter the Shekinah glory of God. Why? Because there's always more in Jesus. Bump your neighbor and say, I think he's talking to you today. There's always more in Jesus. Hallelujah. David was anointed on three separate occasions. Why? Because there's always more in Jesus. When Jesus was talking to his disciples in John 15, he said, now, if you are my disciples, you need to have fruit. That's what's going to define you. You are known by your fruits, not by your suits. He said, but I don't want you to stop there at fruit. You got fruit, that's good, but there's more. I want you to have more fruit. And then don't stop there. Go on until you have much fruit. Why? Because there's always more in Jesus. When Jesus was talking in parables to his disciples and in Mark 4 and 28, he was talking about the kingdom of God and how that the kingdom of God is as if a man would sow a seed in the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and how that seed would then begin to sprout. And then he said, first what comes is the blade and then after you get the blade, you get the head. And if you think that's the end, no, it's not. You're going to move on until you get to the full ground. Why? Because there's always more in Jesus. When you look at the Apostle Paul, who had some of the greatest post-resurrection revelation of Jesus Christ that any, that any other apostle had, and then he begins to say, you know what, I, 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 I was saved. And then he, in some other place he says, I'm being saved. And then he says, one day I will be saved. And you think, okay, well, that maybe ties in with justification and sanctification and glorification, hallelujah. And that will tie in with you being a tripod being that pertains to my spirit and my soul and my body. And we go from I, I was saved to I am being saved. And that one day I will be saved when mortality puts on immortality. Why? Because there's always more in Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to know this afternoon, family, that the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ wasn't so that God could just help you a little bit. God doesn't want to just help you a little bit. 
but he wants to do exceedingly, abundantly above, far over and beyond. He wants to do infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. Would you bump your neighbor and say, there's always more in Jesus. The cross and everything that happened on that cross wasn't a hit and miss thing. When Jesus died on that cross, I'm here to tell you, it was a cataclysmic event. It shook the whole earth. The earth was covered in darkness. There was rumblings and tremblings and an earthquake. And the Bible says the veil in the temple was rent from top to bottom. That was a humongous event that took place. And when Jesus rose from the dead, he said, All power has been given unto me. Hallelujah. What God did in Christ not only had such tremendous effect upon you and I when we believed and when we got saved, but I'm here to tell you, He also made available to you and I the same power that God used to raise His Son Jesus from the dead. When you look at what Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 1, and I love this from verse 15. He said, therefore I also, after I heard of your, what? Of your? Apostle Aruna was talking about us, about the spirit of faith. Would you lift your hands today and say, I am a faith person that has a faith covenant with a faith God. He said, I heard about your faith. Hallelujah. I heard about the fact that you are a household of faith. Thank God for Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev that imparts the spirit of faith. Just like Dr. Fred and Sister Nell, we were brought up in faith, believing and trusting, standing on the Word of God. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands one more time and say, I am a faith person that has a faith covenant with a faith God. He said, I heard of your faith and of your love, and I don't stop to give thanks for you, making mention of you, my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Bible school and all the teachings and all the stuff that we can glean. But let me tell you, you and I, we do not progress because we have theology and we have understanding of the Greek and we have understanding of the Hebrew. That's great. There's nothing wrong with it. But if that's all you have, you'll never move in God. You'll never advance in God. No, we are a people that progress by way of revelation. When the Word of God becomes flesh and blood on the inside of you and you have that knowing that I know, that I know, that I know that on the inside of me I have this understanding that has come not by natural understanding, not because I got a PhD, not because I understand Greek, but because the Spirit of God Himself has revealed and quickened this to me. Hallelujah. And then verse 19 is where I really want to get to. He said, and what is the exceeding greatness? Oh, what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe? The fact that you believe tells me that you're a person of faith. You cannot believe and not be a person of faith. The exceeding greatness of His power toward you who believe. Up your neighbor and say, I'm not a, I'm a believer, I'm not a doubter. I'm a believer, I'm not a doubter. According to the working of his mighty power, 
The Passion Translation says, I pray that you will continue to experience the immeasurable greatness. The immeasurable greatness. I mean, we ought to just park right there and just contemplate on that every day just to get onto this verse and let that swirl around in your spirit until it becomes life to your being. Hallelujah. And it don't matter what you might be facing. Hallelujah. You'll discover that because of that power that's energizing you and working on the inside of you, there is always more in Jesus. Praise the Lord. See, I'm not talking about human power. I'm talking about a supernatural, miracle-working power. doesn't matter what you might be facing in this life. If you are in Christ, then you are positioned for that power to work and flow through your life. And with the working of that power comes the more that God has for you. Look at somebody and tell them, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're facing, there's always more in Jesus. And then when we think about the cross and the blood that Jesus shed, in Hebrews 9 and 12, it says, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood. Hallelujah. He entered the most holy place. His hands drenched with his own blood once and for all. Jesus ascended into the throne room of heaven and presented himself before the Father, not empty-handed, but with his royal, sinless, holy, precious blood. Hallelujah. Come on, thank God for his blood today. Come on, thank God for his blood. We ought to just lift up our hands a little bit and begin to thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. It's not the blood of a chicken. It's not the blood of a goat. It's not the blood of a lamb. It is the blood of God himself. Holy blood. Righteous blood. Ah, His blood, his blood, his blood prevailed in heaven. His blood prevailed in hell. And his blood prevailed on the earth. Jesus gained access through his blood. In other words, his blood opened all of heaven to us. That means that all of heaven is open to you and to me today. And listen, when it comes to heaven, I'm here to tell you, I've never been in heaven, but I can tell you something. There's no lack in heaven. There's no sorrow in heaven. There's no COVID in heaven. There's no depression in heaven. There's no poverty in heaven. Hallelujah. Bump your neighbor and say, neighbor. No matter what you're facing, there's always more in Jesus. I think about Jacob when the Bible says when he was running away from Esau in Genesis 28, he came to a place. And that night as the sun was going down, he found a stone and he began to sleep. It was like God had to bypass his mind. God had to bypass his intellect and his reasoning. And while he was sleeping, he dreamed. And there the heavens were opened and a ladder from the earth went all the way up to heaven. Hallelujah. And the angels of God ascending and descending. And when he woke up in the morning, he said, man, I didn't even know that God was in this place. I didn't even know that all of heaven was open for me. And in that dream, he saw God. And God said, listen, I am the Lord God, verse 13, the Lord God of Abraham and the fa your father and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Why? Because there's always more in Jesus. 
Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And in you and your seed and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Why? Hallelujah. When he woke up, he said, God, you know, I'm just going to ask you for two, for several things. I'm going to ask that you be with me, that you will guide me. And, and I'm going to ask, just give me a little bit of bread, maybe half a loaf of bread, maybe a, a jacket and a change of maybe a brand new pair of socks. I don't know, but some clothing. That's all that he asked for. But did God do that? No, he didn't. Hallelujah. God did exceedingly abundantly above, far, over, and beyond. How do I know? Genesis 30, 43 says, Thus the man Jacob became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks, female and male servants and camels and donkeys. Hallelujah. And when Jacob finally returned to Bethel, he did so as a man of great wealth with wives and children and much prosperity. Why? Because there's always more. Look at somebody and tell the neighbor, no matter what you're facing, there's always more in Jesus. Now I'm here to tell you there's always more in Jesus because there is always more in the Holy Ghost. There's always more in the anointing. Yay! Hallelujah. The Bible speaks of two kingdoms, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. I thought for a moment that Apostle Haruna had crept into my room last night and stolen my notes. But, but it's true. It's two kingdoms, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And 1 Peter 2, 9 says, but you... You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You're his own special people that you may proclaim the praise. Listen, silence is the language of defeat. Let me, let me talk to the people on this side. I think there's a bit more faith on this side. I feel, I feel. Silence is the language of defeat. But when you begin to proclaim and declare and prophesy and speak what God is saying, that is the language of victory. Ah, hallelujah. When you begin to dance and clap and whirl and spin around, that is the language of liberty and freedom that comes by way of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. That you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness, out of darkness and into His marvelous light. Darkness is not just the absence of God and the presence of evil, but it is also the absence of knowledge. You can look at Ephesians 4 from verse 17. You can just write that down and look it up in your own time. But light, light is representative of the presence of God and also the presence of knowledge or as we would say, revelation. The only power that you give to the devil is the power that comes through ignorance. We give him power for what we do not know scripturally. Can I say that one more time? We give him power for what we do not know scripturally. 
And then he functions through that ignorance. And out of that ignorance sometimes comes disobedience. And we lack and we are in want and we don't advance and we are retreating because we do not know the things that, that God has in store for us. But when we do know, hallelujah, when we do know, it means we're walking in the light means we're walking in the revelation of knowledge, the knowledge of Jesus. Hell and all that comes with it, all the poverty, all the lack, all the fear, cannot prevail when you are walking in revelation knowledge. Can I say that one more time? Hell and all that comes with it. All of its aunties and uncles and cousins and sisters and everybody, the in-laws and the outlaws and whatever else comes with it. Hell and all that it brings cannot prevail in your life when you are walking in revelation knowledge. That means you're walking in that anointing. And there is always more in Jesus because there's always more in the Holy Ghost. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age. The wisdom that comes from God is not natural wisdom, man. It's not a wisdom that comes because you've got a couple of degrees, or you've been around, or you've traveled, or you've seen. It is a divine wisdom. It is a wisdom that comes by way of the Holy Ghost. And he says, we don't have the same kind of wisdom as those of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. They're coming to nothing. But verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Hallelujah. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. And then verse 9 says, But I has not seen and nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. The things, the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. And some of us read it as if that's the end of that chapter. That's the last verse. So you see, my eye will never see, Pastor. And my ear will never hear. My ear will never hear, Pastor. Oh, and it's never entered into my heart. The thing, no, no, verse 10 says, but God has, God has, God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. And then verse 12 says, now, now, when? 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 Tomorrow. When? 2023. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Bump your neighbor and say, there's always more in Jesus because there's always more in the Holy Ghost. The Apostle John said in 1 John 2 and 20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Hallelujah. There is more in the anointing that is locked up on the inside of you. I want everybody to stand up to your feet right now. You know, when COVID hit, man, everybody was saying a whole lot of stuff. There was chaos. There was confusion. We didn't know which way to turn. 
And I remember one day I got into my room and I just began to pray. I don't understand what's happening. Lord, I have no idea what is people are saying X, Y, and Z. People that were faithful in the church, people that were elders in the church are nowhere to be found. And they've gone to the other side, so to speak. Some of them even became sangomas. I, 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 I have no understanding. But I began to pray in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And then we had the bank. As the church shut down, the bank said, uh, excuse me, we are needing payment. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you don't understand that we, we, uh, the church is shut. We, we don't have people in the church. Uh, we want payment. Get into my room. I don't know if maybe you got your back against the wall. Maybe there's some things that you don't know. Maybe there's an answer that you are needing. I'm here to tell you that there's always more in Jesus because there's always more in the Holy Ghost. Right now, I want you to lift your hands unashamedly and reservedly. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, let's begin to turn up the volume and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Why? Because you are speaking the wisdom of God in mysteries. Hallelujah. 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 I'm believing as you do that today that there is a download that comes that God will give you divine strategy concerning that marriage, concerning that business, concerning that situation. I don't know what is in store for us 2023, 2024, but the Holy Ghost on the inside of you knows and there's always more in Jesus because there's always more in the anointing. Come on, keep praying. Keep praying right now. Shakobon Hallelujah. Come on, keep praying. A couple of more moments right now. A few seconds left. Come on, pray, pray, pray right now. Stir yourself up in the Holy Ghost. Stir up that anointing. Hallelujah. There's always more. There's always more. God has the answer for you. Jesus has the solution for you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Dot com.